Welcome to Live Long and Dad. I'm your host, Cosmo. This is a podcast about being a dad, staying at home, and figuring out this crazy journey I'm on. So today is Wednesday, April 20-something-ith, I believe the 22nd. Uh, I know it's Wednesday, for a fact, uh, 9 p.m., Cade, uh, our premature son, came home Monday in the late afternoon. Cecilia, his twin sister, is still at the hospital. Rough estimate on when she'll be home is Friday. So I survived two nights so far, Monday night and Tuesday night, and two full days of having the preemie boy home, plus the five-year-old on coronavirus lockdown, and... It's been all right. Uh, I'm tired for sure. Um, It's mind-boggling how it's going to work with two. Um, So let's see. Cade came home Monday. It took forever to get him out of the NICU um, because Heidi's having to pump nine times a day. Uh, It was taking so long to get Cade ready. She's like, oh, crap, now it's time to pump. So then we had to wait a half hour for her to pump. And just, I don't even know what the hell they were doing, but it just took a long time. And I'm, I've been getting claustrophobic, I'm not normally claustrophobic, but wearing these masks for coronavirus, I am getting claustrophobic, breathing in my own air for long periods of time. The nice cloth mask my neighbor made me with rubber bands around the ears, those don't do it so much. It's the hospital ones. They're not the nice N95 or whatever uh, you hear about. It's not the fancy kind. It's just the uh, kind of bubble one that goes over your face. It doesn't fit my face. So if I yawn or move my mouth too much, then my chin's popping way out. Bottom lip might even pop out. So sitting in the NICU for two hours just breathing my own air in, I got claustrophobic and anxious we finally got Kate home. Uh, he was a good boy in the car seat. It's crazy how tiny he is. I'm not sure of his exact weight. I think he's probably around five pounds right now. But it's just after dealing with James, our five-year-old, who's now 40 pounds and uh, 43 inches long, I think, <laughs> it's really shocking holding a little preemie baby. Uh, when I pick him up, I'm able to just carry him in the palm of my hand and uh seeing him in that car seat was pretty surreal and it, it was really tough leaving cc back at the hospital I'm, i know she's in good hands and i certainly don't want her to come home before she's ready and uh, the reason she's staying is she's having desaturations so she forgets to breathe and then her heart rate drops so yes by all means get that worked out but still tough leaving her there and it's not like she's bonded with the brother. They don't know each other. They've cuddled on mama's chest once. So whatever. It's more my hangup. Um, so James was super cute when Cade came home. Uh, Heidi's mom cried. Uh, and um, it was it was nice. James said, hi, I'm your big brother, Cade. And was very gentle and good about washing his hands. So it was a nice coming home. And uh, Kate is eating every three hours. That seems insane. I, I know it's when they first come out, it's like two hours. So could be worse. 
but his feeding schedule right now is 2 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And then you just keep going like that over and over again. So that's not too bad, but um, waking up at 2 a.m. and then 5 a.m. And I had the realization this morning that when we had James, just a single baby, we could alternate. I could say, hey, you stay down for the 2 a.m. feeding and then you get up at the 5 a.m. and I'll stay down. We've got two coming and there is no alternating, at least at this stage. And chances are for most stuff, until my wife goes back to work, we're each going to be doing all this parenting stuff for each baby. Um, So diaper change, I do one, she does the other. So there's, essentially, I am a single parent of a single baby. And then Heidi is a single parent of a single baby. And I still don't know how the logistics are going to work. Uh, I think their their feedings are a half hour staggered. Hopefully we can keep that going. And that'll be nice during the daytime. But then at night, that cuts away from our sleep. And it it takes forever for these little guys to feed. And I, yeah, they're a month old. And they, they've, uh, gestational age, they are week 35 and a half right now. This Thursday, tomorrow will be 36. So... Uh, biologically speaking, they should still be in mama's tummy for another four weeks. So I know I'm sounding a little, uh, but it's a arduous process to get Cade to eat. And he's supposedly a good eater. He's drinking 50 milliliters, um, per bottle, uh, some formula, some breast milk. And, um, he, sometimes he takes it all. Sometimes he leaves a third of the bottle. And so that's stressful. And, uh, with James, he would forget to breathe. And so we had to force him to take breaks three or four times during one bottle. Cade, not so much. Uh, I stop him once and try and burp him. I suck at burping. I don't know why. Maybe I'm not smacking him hard enough. Uh, I'm a big guy and maybe I'm afraid of hurting him. Um, and I've tried the rocking forward and back side to side that limited success so that's that's stressful too um changing diapers has gone well i changed several poopy diapers and uh it's never been as bad as i imagined uh yeah it's gnarly and i'm not looking forward to doing it with a girl um because boys it's pretty easy just Okay, let's get under the ball sack. Uh, wipe, 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 done. But uh, uh, at least early on, Heidi is going to handle poopy diapers from Cece just to make sure with her good vision. I, again, I'm legally blind. Um, I might think I'm cleaning out everything nicely and might miss something, and that could have some consequences. So at least until Heidi goes back to work, I don't have to worry about poopy vaginas. So yay. Um, so first night went well, um, Heidi, when he would wake up, Heidi would give him to me, I would feed him, she would go pump, he would then fall asleep cuddling with me, and then Heidi would come back after pumping and put him away in the crib, in our room. Uh, so, uh, that's all been going pretty smooth. 
He's got some boogers, not necessarily a cold, but he's got some boogers that uh, the saline drops plus the nose sucker hasn't been able to get. So his breathing has sounded a little, little iffy. And I know I'm just being hypersensitive right now, being a new dad with a preemie. And, uh, but still last night at between the two o'clock and five o'clock feeding, I couldn't get to sleep because I'm just sitting there listening to him sounding like he's struggling to breathe. I mean, he was fine. He never ended up crying, but it still sounds a little scary. And Heidi was able to get back to sleep. Luckily I woke her up once or twice to try and clean out the nose, but, uh, yeah, so that, that took away some sleep. I've been able to I think somebody called them micro naps just five minutes here dozing off after Cade eats and he falls asleep on me I, I doze off for five minutes James watches a, a show and I get five minutes there so th- that has helped um, yesterday and today during the day uh, I've been very fortunate my mom has been uh, great um over the past couple months, her stamina with James has been down. She's 76. And um, her reliability wasn't what it was a year or two ago. But she has really stepped up the last couple of days and um, occupied James for an hour or two so that I could just concentrate on Cade. Uh, because that, that's a big challenge for me right now. I, I know James has to adjust and adapt to the way life is going to be now, but at the same time, I want to try and still, he needs to know how much I still love him and how, yeah, things are intense right now, but when I can't play with you, it's not going to be that way forever. And so yesterday morning at like 11, I'm pooped. And James wants to play. Kate is asleep in the bassinet. And so I go with James in the playroom and he wants to play Star Wars. He finds a Millennium Falcon and he gives me a TIE fighter. And he says, come on, you play with that. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, you got to make the noise. <sighs> and he, he's, he's very good at making the TIE fighter noise. And I'm, I'm good at my sound effects too, but I am too tired to make the, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'll make the, the gun noises. I'll make the laser noises. I'll, I'll do some pilot talk, but I'm not about to, for 20 minutes, make TIE fighter noises. And he loses it. And it turns into a tantrum. And I don't have the patience for a tantrum. And it just snowballs. And I feel crappy because I'm not... Yeah not accomplishing my mission of making him trying to give him some normalcy, but I'm just burnt out. And, uh, gosh, I died with the feedings every three hours. Did the day just, what did you do today? Change diapers, listen to the baby sleep, fed him. Um, let's see what else about James. He's having a little bit of trouble when I'm like, he brings a rocket ship out with two little plastic figures inside and he's having an emergency, emergency, rattle, rattle, rattle. And dude, no, no, you can't do that in here. The baby's sleeping. Do that in the playroom. And that brings up big feelings for him. He, he wants to play as he normally would and be loud when he wants to. 
can't you James, we can talk normally. We can talk at this level right now, but you can't yell. You can't bang loud crap together. So that's a bit of a learning curve for him. Um, and for the most part, he has been respectful. And if I've told him to go do something in the living or in the playroom, he has. Um, <sighs> uh, lots of questions from James and uh, he, he wants to help with diapers, which is very nice. Uh, he constantly wants to see the baby's belly button. He, he likes belly buttons. And um, let's see. Uh, last night, like I said, uh, rough in between the two and the three. I, I was having trouble sleeping. And today, oh, <laughs> it was a cluster muck. Uh, yes, I used muck instead of the F. Uh, I, I like the term cluster F uh, from my coaching days. That oftentimes is a, a perfect phrase to describe. Anyway, uh, cluster muck. Uh, when I, we went to Kaiser for Cade's well baby checkup. It's a little weird that it's two days after being discharged, but it was an absolute disaster. And after a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, I'll tell you all about that. And my iPhone has locked itself, and so I need to unlock it before I can push pause. So there we go. Now we will hear from our sponsor. Welcome back. So today, Kaiser scheduled a well baby visit for Cade. Now, I'm not sure if that's because he's a month old now, so it's his one-month checkup, or whether it's a discharge thing, whatever. They scheduled it for us. Our local Kaiser is two miles away. It's Kaiser Panorama City. It's a 10-minute drive. That's where the babies were born. That's where they were at the NICU. They would not schedule it there because the pediatrics department is on the same floor as the, um, not the ICU, the urgent care. And so they scheduled us at Kaiser Mission Hills. That's about 25 minutes away. And not convenient uh, for a two... Fine, he's a month old. He's been our baby for two days, pretty much. Not convenient. Not stoked. And we were ready to cancel it yesterday when the lady was on the phone with us. But we're like, okay, we, we do have some concerns about the breathing noises and we want to see how much he weighs. So let's do it. So we get there and they say, hey, you know, it's only one parent allowed in the visit at a time. And I'm like, nobody freaking told us that. That is bull crap. Had they told us that, we wouldn't have come. Heidi can't carry the baby. He's in his uh, car seat carrying thingy. And she's not allowed to carry over a certain number of pounds because of the C-section. And so I have to carry the baby up there. They're like, well, fine, you can take him up there, but then you got to come back down. It's a 90-degree day in Los Angeles. I'm not going to sit in my car, and I'm not going to stand out on the curb with coronavirus uh, outside of a hospital. Um, so no, uh, that is bullcrap. And it, some you guys, I know with COVID-19, it's an ever-evolving thing. Uh, the policies change day to day. We were 
<laughs> the victim of that many a time at the NICU and during the pregnancy. But still, you got to communicate that to us. And so that, that's how it started. Now, with our family increasing to five people and my teacher wife being on long-term disability and that running out, we qualify for Medi-Cal. And so James, we applied in December. His Medi-Cal uh, effective date was December 1st because it's retroactive. And then Medi-Cal assigns you to whatever they want to. So we got assigned to LA Care. But because Heidi and I are Kaiser members, we have the right to request he get moved to Kaiser. That takes a ridiculous amount of time. Uh, LA Care has to request it from Kaiser. That takes weeks for them to process it. So James's effective date for Kaiser Medi-Cal is February 1st, 2020. Even though his Medi-Cal is active as of December 1st, 2019. So back in January, I did my due diligence. I called Kaiser Member Services five times to get a straight answer out of these people. And I kept getting different answers. Okay, so I have done everything I can. I've asked LA Care to give it to Kaiser. And you guys say effective date is February 1st. I have a paper here that says December 1st is his Medi-Cal activation date. So what happens if January 20th, I need to take him to the hospital? And they're like, oh, you're covered. You, you'd be covered. And that was good enough for me. But then I wanted more specifics. So I call them back and they say, there is a waiver I can sign that says, I have Medi-Cal, I swear. And if I'm lying, then you can come after me for the full cost and bill me, sue me, whatever. I swear I have Medi-Cal. And I will pay the full amount right now. And then Kaiser will reimburse me if Medi-Cal comes through, which I know it will because I have Medi-Cal. So that was a nice specific answer from member services. So I, I feel pretty safe now. A few days later, James has a gosh darn asthma attack, a serious one. So we go in and we go to pediatrics and the lady at the reception desk is like, no, you, you, you're not in the system. You don't have Kaiser. Here, here's my Medi-Cal letter saying December 1st. I spoke to member services. Look up our uh, member services notes with his medical record number. You'll see what they told me. Oh, we don't have record, uh, access to that. So while James is really out of it, recovering from a horrible asthma attack, uh, I'm having to wait while she calls the billing department. And after 20 or 30 minutes, they finally straightened out. They get me the waiver. I sign the waiver. I pay $160. And that's it. We get to go see the doctor. And then in February, Kaiser calls me and says, oh, yeah, that, that, you were right. Uh, here, here's a refund. We're cutting you a check. And we're cutting you a check for the prescription stuff you paid for, too. So done. Fine. Fine. I wish it didn't take a half hour. I wish I didn't call member services six times to do my due diligence, but you know what? We got served fine. So Kate and Cece were born on March 19th. I called the county and told them about their birth. We got our Medi-Cal cards on March 23rd. And again, Medi-Cal goes back to the retroactive, uh, retroactively to the first day of the month. So their effective date is March 1st, 2020. I immediately call LA Care and say, hey, I want to go to Kaiser. 
they say fine. Uh, if Kaiser doesn't call in a few days, call Kaiser. A few days go by, Kaiser doesn't call. I call Kaiser. They say, oh yeah, you need to email us at this address the proof of uh, birth, proof of your being a relative of them. Fine, do that, done. And so now I'm feeling pretty confident. Uh, we tell the lady yesterday when they call us to confirm the appointment that, hey, we got Medi-Cal, we don't have Kaiser numbers yet, we're good, right? She takes down and puts in the system the Medi-Cal numbers. And so we go out there. They say only one parent at a time. Uh, bull crap. All right, let's go inside anyways. And they say, oh, yeah, you don't have a Kaiser number. You don't have coverage. So I explain the situation. This dude does not want to deal with us. He's like, okay, let me call Billing. And we get this lady from Billing who right away is super short-tempered. She doesn't want to hear anything we have to say. And she says, no, we can't be served. Print out the waiver. I, I've done it before. I, I dealt with this four months ago. I've spoken to member services. I know I am right. Print out the waiver. Let me pay full price. And then I'll get reimbursed. And then everybody's happy. And she's like, well, let me try and find my supervisor. She puts me on hold for five to ten minutes. We're in the coronavirus lockdown lobby with a security guard watching us got the stupid masks on i'm having to touch a phone that the receptionist is talking into and she comes back from being on hold and says i can't find a supervisor and uh and she starts giving me attitude and yes i'm frustrated but uh i did not appreciate her attitude and she, i said what is the full cost of this visit she says five hundred dollars how is a well baby visit that's going to last 10 minutes cost $500 when uh, an asthma attack pediatric visit for a five-year-old cost 160 That seems fishy. And then she says, and it's Medi-Cal, so we can't bill Medi-Cal, which I take to mean that she's saying I can't get a refund if I pay my $500. And at this point, I'm done with her. So I just drop the phone and I'm like, let's get the heck out of here. Um, we had already been there for four, a half hour. The appointment was at two fifty. It's now three thirty, Um, and I'm PO'd. I am restraining myself from punching a wall and, you know, poor security guard who I had already given an earful. Don't kill the messenger. He's not, I've been the doorman at a crappy bar and gotten earfuls before. So I'm just like, okay, uh, I get on the phone with Kaiser member services and I file a grievance, and the guy I'm talking to, he seems to think that, yeah, that sounds weird. And he puts me on with his supervisor. She also agrees that, yeah, you should have been able to do what you said. Oh, and so I'm on the line with the first guy about 10 minutes after we leave the hospital. We're packed up in the car. We are on the freeway, and lady from billing calls up and says, well, I've been trying to call you guys. Yeah, we were busy walking to the car because you weren't going to give us service. And she's like, well, I still couldn't get my supervisor, so I'm going to allow you to do the visit. F you. We are on the freeway. We dragged our one-month-old uh, half hour to this stupid appointment, and you refused to... No, we're already in the car. We're done. F you. And 
she said, listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna, we're not going to exchange verbal abuse right now. And and I was not saying F you, (laughs) I was being more diplomatic than that. But yeah, this lady just did not want to hear anything from me. I asked her to go into James's, look up James's medical record number. You'll see the member services notes from January. She's like, I'm not going to do that. This has my fingerprints on it. And I'm not allowed to go into other uh, patients' records. It's my son. If I, the parent, give you permission, you should be able to. And you're the billing department. You definitely can. I have many times with Kaiser had a billing question about James, given them his medical record number, and then said, oh, I have a a question about me too. And then given them my uh, medical record number. And then I've had a question about Heidi and she had to give verbal consent, but she was able to, I was able to then get Heidi billing answers. I'm pretty sure James as a five-year-old doesn't need to give freaking billing consent. So she was full of crap and wasted afternoon. Um, We had questions for the doctor and just really, really frustrating. Um, Really got the the blood pressure elevated and good thing I was there. Heidi says if it was just her, she probably would have just broken down in tears and at least I can... uh, I use my frustration to get productive and file a grievance. I, I know it won't do anything, but at least I'm documenting it and uh, maybe that lady will get reprimanded. Um, so yeah, big, big waste of afternoon. Cade cried the last 10 minutes of the car ride home. <sighs> Kaiser. I like that Kaiser is a campus. So if my primary care physician needs to send me over to podiatry. It's the next building on campus. Back when I was Blue Cross or no Blue Shield, it was who's a network. And I had to go find my own specialty doctors and they were spread out all over the place. So there's some good about Kaiser, some bad. Uh, I hate how it's a, such a, uh, such a machine. Like every time I go in there, the nurse has no idea who I am uh, from because they see so many people. When I did have Blue Shield and I had a doctor in a doctor office, the nurse remembered me. The receptionist remembered me, so that was nice. Um, yeah, Kaiser, they have pissed me off this year so far. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Cade was a great boy this afternoon, so Heidi went to the NICU after that, and. I fed Cade. I've done most of the feedings uh, because Heidi is going to have to feed Cecilia when she comes home. She's got the breathing issue. She can see it better than I can with my low vision. Uh, so that and Heidi's usually pumping while I'm feeding Cade. So that's fine. So I feed Cade at five and I swaddle him. I've always been horrible at swaddling and I give it a shot. And, oh, he he has a big old poopy diaper and change that, then swaddle him, put him in the bassinet, which is in the playpen in the living room, and he he settles down. And I move, we bought a baby camera with two cameras, and so I moved one onto the playpen to watch him. One is in James's room watching him, and I bring the baby monitor with me, and 
James and I play in our big bedroom for a good half hour playing Legos, and Cade is a great boy. He sleeps for three hours, never sets the baby monitor off. Grandma comes over. I'm able to go water some plants outside and then have 10 minutes on my iPad to relax, and then I join Grandma and James and play a little bit more. And so that was really nice. Uh, not having to be on alert. And because when I'm just sitting in the living room and Cade's in there, I'm just listening, kind of dreading when is he going to wake up. I hope he doesn't wake up before he's ready for a bottle. Uh, just kind of a always on alert. And so being able to play with James and have that baby monitor and know that I can hear him if anything goes on, that was nice. And props to Cade for sleeping for three hours. And Heidi got home right at bedtime for James last night was rough. Um, Heidi was busy. She got home late from the NICU and then was uh, busy washing stuff, who knows, doing stuff that's important. But I'm trying to get James down for bedtime and I've got Kate on me. And uh, so James went down like 40 minutes late. Our normal routine is snack on my tummy drink and three four five songs he chooses some i choose some and cuddle and then bed and that was way more difficult with Cade. but luckily heidi got home right when i was about to start that tonight and um she fed him james and i did cuddle time and uh, much smoother tonight and so now it's probably 9.30. We've got the 11 o'clock feeding coming up. No idea what I'm going to do for dinner. Heidi has leftovers from a Grubhub, and I do not. So uh, figure something out. Um, yeah, and then we got to go to bed right after that feeding to try and get a couple of hours in. And rough estimate of Cece coming home Friday in two days. Uh, that's terrifying. Um, and just trying to maintain a little bit of normalcy for James. And he, he's been really good overall so far. And he came in this morning very quiet, didn't wake Kate up, joined me to watch a little TV. That's been our coronavirus uh, routine. And uh, Heidi's postpartum seems to be holding up well, or she's holding up well with it. Um, she's been great. Um, and with James, she had really, really bad postpartum. And so I've got a little bit of like PTSD about it. Like years later, I'd still kind of worry about like, Hey honey, are you all right? If I, you know, go to a movie, are you, you in a good mindset to be with James? And, um, so it's, she's been great so far and, uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe she doesn't need to get medicated and, uh, this go-round, she is willing if need be. Uh, so props to her. And tomorrow's going to be a, a full day. James has virtual coronavirus school from 9 to 10. And that's been a challenge. Uh, he he focuses for a little bit. He's a freaking preschooler. And then he wants to play. And I, again, me being so stressed... My fuse isn't as long as I would like it to be. So uh, this morning I snapped a little bit at him when he was not paying attention to the school on the iPad. And 
and ignoring me. Um, so yeah, he's got school from nine to 10 and he's got occupational therapy on the iPad with uh, his therapist uh, from 12 to 1230. And Heidi has her virtual therapy at that time. So I'll have Cade and James trying to keep him focused. Uh, so I'll be juggling a lot in the first half of the day. Not really looking forward to that. But uh, overall, not a bad first couple of days. Um, <laughs> uh, Cade this morning uh, was, ha- was real restless in the crib or the bassinet, and he wanted to be held. And my gut said, at this age, you can't spoil a kid or get them used to bad habits. And I Googled it, and uh, the consensus seems to be that, that at 35, 36 weeks of gestation, if they want to be held, hold them. And the more skin to skin, the better. And it's not, uh, you can't make them cry it out uh, to sleep longer in the crib as if they were nine month old babies. So uh, there was a lot of holding him in the first half of the day. But like I said, he made up for it uh, from that five to eight nap where he was just a rock star. And he's a a cute little guy. Um, It's really weird. After having James for five years, uh, I know I'm going to love these kids as much as James. But uh, it's just kind of weird to wrap my head around. And um, I'm already bonding with Cade. And when I got him after that three-hour nap... I was like, hey, buddy, it's good to see you. And I did miss him. And, uh, but what do you parents of multiple kids say? I mean, is there a a special place in your heart uh, for your first? Um, Because that's making me feel a little weird. I mean, I know I've only known Cade really for two days now. So I'm not worried that bond will develop. But, um, is that normal to have a special place in your heart for your first? Um, cause James is a pretty wonderful little dude and, um, not that he's hard to top, but just, I, I know my heart will get bigger and there will be room for all three of those little guys in there. Um, but I'd love to hear your feedback and, um, Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> and it's only going to get worse. I'm two days in. I am so screwed. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back in. I'm, again, recording in my car because it's... I don't want to be blabbing away in the house. So thank you all for joining me. Um, I will... Uh, I want to do a, a podcast soon about Heidi and my relationship, how we met and uh, go back in time there and then maybe do a podcast on some work stories I've had a a relatively diverse work career and uh, I think there's some good stories there so that's on the horizon and then I'll probably do another uh, family one on Friday or whenever Cece comes home and let you guys know how that's going and so uh Let's see. Anything else? Nope. That's about it. So thank you so much for joining me and I will talk at you soon. 
Live long and prosper.